everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scoured the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through October 16th. It's Skate America Week! It's here! It is! I can't believe the Grand Prix is starting. I feel like we've been going for so long since we've been covering all of the summer and early fall competitions. But here we go! Skate America! And Gina, we're not going to be there. I know, we're not going to be there. We're both going to be somewhere else other than our homes. Yeah. Uh, You're heading to Boston to hang with your podcast friends. I am covering a work conference in the Albany area. So, yeah, we will not be in Texas. Um, So that's a little sad, but. Yeah. We've got, you know. Fun things, I guess, planned. (laughs) We do. It's just sometimes things fall this way. Mm -hmm. It's just how it ends up happening. However, we will be back next week to do an episode. It will be recorded probably a day later than usual because I will not be back and firmly in this world again until Tuesday. So it'll be late, but it is going to come uh, probably Wednesday. Yeah. We'll post it, but and we'll um, definitely be keep keeping tabs on what's going on. Um, maybe harder absolutely. on some days for me to like watch because I'll be covering a work event. But I am I have my plans all to when I'm going to be watching, when I'm going to have to watch a little later, how I'm going to handle my recaps. I've got the whole coverage planned. It's just the next few days. I'm just like my brain is all over the place i saw jackie post the tweet with the i think it's from mario brothers with the little mushroom guy (laughs) doing the shaking thing and i'm like that's me right now i'm going like this because it's not just everything going on in the skating world i've got real life work stuff too and you know and it was a hard decision for me i had a choice i had to make it was cover this work event or going to skate america and i kind of had to choose work on this one um so i don't wish i was going to be there but at the same time to um everybody who is going i hope they have a safe trip and a wonderful time and we will definitely be i'm excited to talk about it next week oh yeah i'll be keeping tabs on it as well it's gonna be weird not being there but uh i know that we'll come back together and get to talk about it So we'll be able to break it down anyway. If you checked our feed last week, you may have been surprised. We had uh, a couple of episodes out. So we interviewed Sonia Hilmer and that was posted Thursday of last week. And then we also dropped a Grand Prix preview episode with Jackie Wong. It's become a tradition here at This Week in Skating to do our Grand Prix preview and have Jackie pop on and chat with us. So hope that you guys enjoy those extra episodes last week. Yeah, and if you are heading to Skate America, Jackie will be there. So make sure you check in on him. Make sure he's doing okay. Give him his endless supply of chicken tenders. He needs them. So yeah, um, he will be there tweeting his heart out and also on threads. He's going to do two. So if you're on threads, 
check them out over there. Or if you're on, I shouldn't say Twitter, the site formerly known as X, go and watch him tweet. He's still calling it live tweeting, so. Yes. So, Gina, do you want to jump into it with general skating news? Sounds good. So, there have been some changes to the roster for Skate America. We'll start with that first. The big one. Uh, the world champions, Riku Mira and Ryuchi Kiara, withdrew from Skate America due to his lumbar spondylosis. They are replaced by Great Britain's Anastasia Vipin-Law and Luke Digby. They debuted on the Grand Prix last year at their home event in Sheffield. Now, Team USA's Evelyn Grace Hans and Danny Newdecker have withdrawn from Skate America as well. They have been replaced by fellow Americans Isabel Martins and Ryan Bedard, who will be making their Grand Prix debut. Also in the pairs event, Nika Asapova and Dmitry Epstein have withdrawn. No replacement as of the time of this recording. So a lot of changes taking place in the pairs roster. Now, we also have a withdrawal for Skate Canada, which is next week. Roman Sadovsky has withdrawn due to his ankle injury. He's being replaced by Alexa Rakic. This will be his Grand Prix debut. So the ISU Council had some more decisions from that meeting that they had in early October. The Council is monitoring closely the situation in relation to participation of Russian and Belarusian athletes in international competitions. In the meantime, ISU Communication 2469 continues to remain in force. Council approved the Grand Prix calendar for next season, which is 2024-25. USA, Canada, France, Japan, and China are all going to take place. As of right now, Grand Prix number five is to be determined. They are accepting bids for that Grand Prix event. And the final is going to take place in Orleans, France. The ISU Council also approved locations for seven Junior Grand Prix events. The dates and the locations. So France, Latvia, Czech Republic, Thailand, Turkey, Poland, and Ljubljana, Slovakia will be the locations. The council also discussed other items including, but not limited to, the following. The status of preparations for the Winter Youth Olympic Games and the Olympic Winter Games in 2026. A potential approach to facilitating music right clearance. Now, that's a big one. That is a huge (laughs) one. Huge thing. That needs to happen because right now it's causing a huge problem, especially in this country. We're not really able to watch replays, so if you miss it and you don't get to watch when it airs, you may not get to see it at all. Yeah, and I was having a conversation actually with my coworker today who has a Peacock subscription to watch skiing, and he was saying a similar thing to with us in the skating world, and I was wondering if maybe what's going on with the music is affecting not only skating but other sports. He has to only watch the skiing stuff live um, because it's not on demand. He cannot watch it on replay. And when it's just, it's just a feed, he said there's no commentators. So unlike skating, where we at least have music to watch when a skater skates, 
all you hear is the slopes, you know, the oh, skater wow. going down the slopes. He said it's very hard to watch. So I wasn't, you know, we were having this conversation and I wasn't quite sure if maybe what's going on with us in the skating world was also impacting other sports as well. And it's kind of sounding like that with the fact that he can't watch replays and, and it's a pretty quiet feed. So maybe it's something more than just the music. That's yeah. something that we definitely would love to know. If you mm-hmm. have insight into that situation, please let us know. We'd love to have a bigger conversation about it because not being able to watch the replays is really, it makes it difficult to do this podcast if we're away on the weekend or doing something work-related and we can't watch the feed when it airs. Or when it's on in Japan at three in the yeah. morning here in the U.S. Yeah. And we can't get up that <laughs> early to watch no. it. No, and we can't stay up half the night either. No, exactly. (laughs) Well, the next ISU council meeting will be an online meeting November 28th, and then there will be a meeting in Netherlands in March prior to the ISU World Short Track Speed Skating Championships. The 59th ISU Congress will take place in Las Vegas this coming June, June 15th to the 16th. The ISU has also updated their transgender policy, and we will have the link to all of this decision stuff that came from the ISU council meeting in our show notes. Yeah, we have not had a chance to read everything yet, so that's going to take some time for us to dig in and um, be able to discuss that further, because I'm interested in, in what the ISU has changed in the transgender policy so that's definitely something i plan to to, uh, review soon so the ioc executive board has suspended the russian olympic committee with immediate effect tickets for the 2024 canadian national skating championships will be on sale to the public on thursday october 19th at 10 a.m eastern The 2024 Canadian National Skating Championships will take place at Windsport Arena at Canada Olympic Park in Calgary, Alberta from January 8th to the 14th. Some sad news to pass along. Skate Canada announced the passing of Hall of Fame member Ron Vincent at the age of 96 years old. And Todd Reynolds passed away October 15th at the age of 56. Todd was a 1994 Olympian, two-time U.S. bronze medalist, and competitor at the 1994 World Championships with Karen Cortland. Tatiana Flood has an update on the Pirouette World Edition. She says the following, Our editor, Stefan, has been busy with finalizing the October issue of the traditional German Pirouette magazine, which was also delayed due to the illness of an important contributor. But now Pirouette Magazine has been sent to print and the World Edition is at the center of attention. Unfortunately, the writing team can re- cannot really help in the layout part and Stefan has other work to do, but we keep pushing for the Pirouette World Edition to be layouted. In any case, don't worry, we are on it and it will come. Thank you very much for your support. Totally get that because uh, people often will offer to help with something and it doesn't work. Everyone has their part or role to play and sometimes those roles are interchangeable. So I have no doubt that Tatiana and 
The other journalists would love to be able to help out with this, but Stefan is the key to all that, and so he's got to take care of it. Yeah, and I think people are doing a lot of different tests right now, so sometimes it may not just go, you know, as quickly as we want things to go, but sounding very promising it will be here soon, and um, I'm glad Tatiana gave an update to all of the people who... um, paid for the first edition i know i was one with the kickstarter campaign so that's how come i got the message to pass along so yes so i'm looking forward to it hopefully it'll be here soon but i'd like that she gave us an update all right so moving on to the event results we had no junior grand prix this week but we still had a junior or challenger budapest trophy and we'll start with the men. Nikolai Memola of Italy won his first Challenger Series gold medal. He opened with his, he opened his free skate with the quad lutz. He had a quad lutz in the short program that was called clean and received 14 points. But the uh, the quad lutz on in the free skate was on the quarter, and he had some other under rotations to finish second in the free skate. But he won the event by four points. In fourth after the short program, Switzerland's Lucas Brischke won the free skate to move up to win the silver. Now, Lucas was fourth last week in Finlandia Trophy. He improved his free skate score by almost three points and total score by 16 points. In his season debut, Team USA's Tomoki Hiwatashi finished in third place, moving up from seventh place after the short program. He had a fairly clean Free skate, opening with a quad toe and landing a triple axle, double axle in the second half. His free skate is to Sibelius's Finlandia, and it was choreographed by Jeff Buttle. Now, the Selefko brothers both competed in Budapest, and it was Mihal that finished ahead of Alexander, fourth place to fifth place. Now, the week before at Finlandia, it was Alexander who was in third place ahead of Mihal at who was fifth place. I like seeing them competing against one another, um, but I also like seeing the support for one another too. I think um, one of them was in the kiss and cry for the other one as they were receiving the scores. So that it was really cool. And I thought to mention that. So, Well, in the women's event, after winning the gold medal at Shanghai Trophy, Brady Tunnell won the gold in the women's event. Her free skate was not her best as she did have two falls. Frances Leah Cerna jumped up from fourth after the short program to win the silver medal. In second after the short program, Team USA's Claire Seo won the bronze medal in her first ISU Challenger Series event. She will now compete this week at Skate America. In the pairs event, since there were only four teams, this competition could not be considered a Challenger Series event. However, Germany's brand new team of, of Minerva, Fabienne Haas, and Nikita Volodin claimed the gold over Hungary's Maria Pavlova and Alexei Sviachenko, who finished in second, Daria Danilova and Michelle Siba of the Netherlands finished in third, the fourth place team of Yulia Chatuchina and Michal Wozniak um, earned the European minimums and were close to getting the world's minimums. Now, Yulia switched countries. She is now representing Poland with her new partner. She was representing Hungary before. 
In dance, Diana Davis and Gleb Smokin won their first Challenger Series gold medal. Marie-Jade L'Oreal and Romain Legac took silver. And Louisia de Moget and Theo Lemercier of France won the bronze. This was a season debut for L'Oreal and Legax. Free dance. Uh, this was the season debut for L'Oreal and Legac, and they have a really fun free dance to the Corpse Pride. I liked their Pink Panther last year, so I'm ready for this Corpse Pride. I think I saw a clip online. I didn't see it on the stream, but I think I saw something online, and it looks really cool. It's fun. So, in junior, um, USA's Logan Hagase-Chen won the junior women's goal by over 26 points in a field of 30. She was credited with landing 9 of her 10 triple jumps, triple jump attempts cleanly in both programs. Uh, Germany's Hugo Willie Herman won the junior men's event, and Ukraine's Irina Pagana and Artem Koval won the junior dance event. There were no pairs at the junior level. The only team that had entered withdrew. Well, Tayside Trophy took place this weekend in Scotland. In the men's event, Maurizio Zandrin of Austria won gold with Mexico's Donovan Carrillo and Great Britain's Ken Fitter winning silver and bronze. Team USA's Samuel Mindra was in third after the shore program and finished just off the podium in fourth place. This was Samuel's first senior international outside of the U.S. He won bronze at King's Cup International last week in Los Angeles. Now, something to note about Donovan Carrillo, he had to borrow skates from Oliver Pretoris as the suitcase with Donovan's skates and costumes did not arrive in Scotland. So Donovan, in a post, thanked Oliver and his team after the competition, but that's pretty impressive to be wearing somebody else's skates and still finishing in second place. Yeah. <laughs> in the women's event, Alexandria Golvokina of Lithuania won the gold medal, and Dundee is her home training rink. In the pairs event, Sarah Conti and Niccolo Machi of Italy won the event by 38 points over Great Britain's Anastasia Vipin-Law and Luke Digby. Team USA's Nina Olet and Enrique Nubi Estrella competed in their first senior international as a pairs team and finished fifth out of five teams. Team USA's Cleo Park competed in the junior women's event and Kira Hibbelink competed in the advanced novice girls event and they both won gold in their events. So Korea held a qualifier for the Gangwon Winter Youth Olympic Games. Young Young Kim took first place in the men's qualifier and earned the right to participate in the Winter Youth Olympics that will be taking place from January 19th through February 1st. Jia Shin and Yu Sung Kim took first and second in the women's qualifier. They have earned spots for the Winter Youth Olympics. And Korea does have one age-eligible team. That's Jinny Kim and Namu Lee, who earned the dance spot for the uh, Winter Youth Olympics as well. Kim and Lee actually won a medal in the first JDP of the season. So it's great to see that they're going to get this opportunity. Yeah, very cool. And I didn't know, is Korea maybe the only country that does like a qualifier for the Youth Olympics? Because I don't hear about anybody else doing a qualifier. I so. haven't either. Yeah. I think in some cases they have to look at who's age eligible okay. for competitors. Okay. 
Well, the Dick Button Festival of Artistic Skating took place this past weekend at the Skating Club of Boston, and the Skating Club of Boston's Instagram reel has some highlights from it, and we'll put the link in our show notes. You can also check our show notes for the Skate Ontario sectional series from October. The official results should be posted today. Of note, Corey Suselli returned to competition here and won the senior men's event. Well, moving on to recent articles and interviews, there's been a lot of articles and interviews um, in the days ahead of Skate America. U.S. Figure Skating Fan Zone posted Jackie Wong's Grand Prix preview. So if you didn't get enough of Jackie Wong previewing it on the podcast, there's an article on the U.S. Figure Skating Fan Zone. So Anything GOEs had an article by Anna Keller about Olivia Smart and Tim Deke. Absolute Skating caught up with Gurley Lenname and Gabrielle Frajapani. Skate Japan News had an article about Rinka Watanabe. It was conducted at Finlandia. And there are screenshots to the article. It's not like written. It's like actual screenshots. Well, On the Ice with Bernice podcast had an interview with Adam Blake. And that's a fun podcast if you've ever listened to that podcast. I definitely recommend you check it out. Bernice is great. I think we need to get her on here just to talk about yeah, you know, the whole too. process for her creation of that podcast. Yeah. Well, Golden Skate had an article on Marjorie Lejoie and Zachary Laha. Well, Olympics.com had an interview with Eric Radford. He discusses his new gig for Team Canada, the age limit change in skating, his coaching foray, and more. U.S. Figure Skating Fanzo was busy this week. They have an article on Chelsea Liu and Balaz Nagy. They also have an interview with Andrew Torgashev, and there is also a related video with that. U.S. Figure Skating had a Fresh Faces article featuring Valentina Plazas and Maximiliano Fernandez. And U.S. Figure Skating had a video inside the season with Ilya Molinen. NBCSports.com, Nick Zaccardi wrote a recap of Debbie Thomas's return to competition at the World Figure and Fancy Championships in Lake Placid. And Ashley Wagner and Adam Rippon talked about sequence, sequences, and body negativity in their latest episode of The Run-Through. So moving on to social media updates, Joel Savory had an Instagram Live with Atoy Wilson Thai, Babylonia, and more for the Ice Theater of New York's October 27th Fall Frolic that is going to honor Diversify Ice. Well, Ava Payton, Logan Bai have a new vlog. And Ava, if you're listening to this podcast, I haven't watched it yet, but don't worry. I will watch your new vlog. I did get to watch it first thing this morning. It's a lot of fun. I think fans getting to see this side of them and how fun... They are as a couple on the ice and off the ice. I think it's it's really a lot of fun. Yeah. So South Korean pair skater Hyjin Cho, who's based in Toronto, posted an Instagram story on October 16th that confirmed her partnership with Australia's Harley Windsor has ended. Romy Malcolm and Kobe Chant announced they will rep- be representing Australia. Tilder Alteride and Walter Vertainen that is Dr. Walter Vertanen, have ended their partnership. Alteride is searching for a new partner. 
She confirmed that she was looking for a new partner in her reply to a comment on her post, but her bags being packed in her apartment empty. Well, if you watch Jeopardy, Joe Velasco was on Jeopardy this past week. Now, Joe is a board member of Diversify Ice. He was previously on Jeopardy in 2020 and was invited back as they had like former winners from the previous years on this week. He won last Tuesday, but finished second on Friday, but still took home quite a bit of money, I believe. Um, and I think someone told me he correctly answered Michelle Kwan for the first question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so very cool there in some little spotlight for diversify ice. Um, and I think Joel has a post about it on his Instagram and we'll link that in our show notes. Well, let's move on to upcoming events for the week. I'm wondering what the first big event is this week. I don't know. Is Is there something happening this week? Uh, yeah. Well, it's Skate America. It's the first Grand Prix of the season taking place in Allen, Texas. It gets started on October 20th. So, Diamond Spin, which is an ISU international competition for senior, junior, and novice women, men, and pairs, is taking place starting on the 19th in Katowice, Poland. Well, the ISU International Adult Competition is taking place in Nashville, Tennessee from October 18th to the 22nd, and Mara Sullivan-Hill from FSO is going to be there. She lives in Nashville, and so she thought this would be cool to kind of cover it. So she's going to talk to some of the adult skaters going on this week, and I think she's also going to do a little participating herself because I think there's like some workshops and I know Ice Dance International is doing like an edge class and I think I think she was going to sign up for that so stay tuned for some um, stories coming from Mara um, next week from this competition well starting on October 18th the Mezzaluna Cup which is an ISU international competition for senior junior and novice dance will be taking place in Mentana Italy October 20th to the 21st is the Countess Autumn Cup, which is an ISU International for Senior, Junior, and Singles, and it's in Connus, Lithuania. And finally, on October 18th, or starting on October 18th, Trophée Metropole Nice Côte de Jure is taking place in Nice, France. It is an ISU International competition for Senior and Junior in Singles, Pairs, and Dance. With that, we've come to the end of our playing content. Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? Well, you can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com on social media, including the site formerly known as Twitter at thiswkinskating and Facebook and Instagram. It's This Week in Skating. And we're also on threads. So check us out there as well. We'd love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all of your support, and we wanted to remind you that we now have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash thisweekinskating. We do like to end every podcast by shining a lens on what's going on at our respective websites. At IDC, it was somewhat of a quiet week, which is a good thing. Um, I posted a Challenger Series recap, part one, which is by Mateo. He took a look at the first couple of Challenger Series events and kind of broke things down and what, um, and it's pretty exciting. Gina, I know you've been really busy with that tracker. 
Oh, yes. So over at FSO, I've updated the Challenger Series tracker. It has all of the results so far, um, and I will be continuing to update that. Also over at FSO, we still have the ticket giveaway for the Ice Theater of New York's Fall Frolic. That's October 27th, so if you're interested in winning a pair of tickets to that, um, I'll have the link to that in our show notes. And I just posted today that Mara Sullivan-Hill did an article on the Ice Theater of New York and Diversify Ice, so check that out. Uh, Kat Coronetta did an article on the Dick Button Artistic Skating Festival. So if you missed that last week, that is there. The Skate America Hub will be up by the time you listen to this podcast. And also coming midweek, an interview with Andrew Torgashev. So a lot going on at FSO. And of course, then we'll be having the Skate America content coming at the end of the week. Well, it's been a busy week of skating. It's going to be a busy week of skating. I think here on out, especially October, November, it's it's really going to be here we go. Hectic. Here we go. <laughs> it's time. But with that, we've reached the end of our podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a nice week. 